0: You're tuning in to What's Up Waterloo. I'm your host, Khalil, and this vodcast is all about what's happening in tech in the KW area. Thanks for stopping by. Today's episode is brought to you by NKLG.ca, Nice Kids Making Nice Clothes, and Adam Code Slashes Listen to some fun tunes and rock and roll vibes at the link down in the description. Our first show was a major success, so let's keep it rolling. Today, I'm joined by the Global Business Brigade's UW members. They're part of an international movement of university students and professionals building economic opportunities in the developing world. They work alongside promising entrepreneurs and experienced year round staff to create financial opportunities in remote, rural, and under resourced areas of Panama, Honduras, and Ghana. You can find them at facebook.com slash gbbuw. Thanks for joining me today. How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah? Okay. Um, could you tell me about yourselves? If we could start with Amir. <laughs> uh,
1: no. Uh, for me, I think I started on a medical brigade. and So I started with gold brigades like, in 2015 on a medical brigade, and then after being introduced like, really what business and economic development does, and how... And there's a cool saying, I'll start off with this saying in Business Brigade, something that we kind of follow is that if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And I think that's really talks about the essence of what we're trying to do. And I think this was already echoed when Jennifer was saying is that we're trying to make real impact. Yeah. And you know, for me, that caught me off guard where a lot of organizations, when they go abroad, you know, you take the cool pictures with the kids, you know, it looks nice on your profile, you have the nice stories to share, but what happens after Who's following up after? That gap was always missing for me. And when I heard about like the Global Brigades model and how they actually have full-time staff in the countries that they work in, and everything else in all the other countries, the students that go abroad is entirely student-like. So you have student leaders you know, getting these student groups abroad all the time without any support essentially or guidance of like, this is what you should do. This is how it should be done. So we have a lot of kind of free range in that sense. So the free range aspect and the independence aspect But as well as to be entrusted with the opportunity to start an organization was something that, you know, really got me interested. But for me the what got me passionate and what got me hooked was the fact that after I went on my first brigade, I realized that we were actually helping real people. And sometimes you don't have to make the biggest impact in the community. Sometimes if you're able to just help a couple people at a time, but do that over a longer period of time, that builds up to a lot and you don't know where, you know, the aftermath of where the dominoes go after, right? You might just go in on that one trip and just push that first domino with your business, for example. So one of the businesses like we had like last year had maybe revenues of like two, three hundred a month. After that first initial initial consultation and a year after of working on a like, business plan, he's making anywhere from a thousand to two thousand to show that he went from almost making three times to six times more money than he was making before. Yeah. And like the cool thing is like they give you updates on your clients. Yeah. So you don't just like, okay, I helped this guy, what happened? When they give you updates, they get you to see the progress and when I saw the progress I realized I'm helping somebody. Yeah. And that ability to not only help, you know, people across the seas, but also help my fellow students and my you know, members of the community is that has been really grateful for me because over the past years I think I've been able to help out a lot of people abroad, I think maybe over hundreds of people, through direct consultations. But even through the network of executive teams and you know students that have gone abroad, I think we've had over 70 or 80 people that have been involved with this organization through either executive team positions or going abroad. And a lot of those people, to what Guy was saying in terms of resume builders, have gone to work big four companies, have gone to work in those big brand names that we all know and love. And personally, it's helped me in the same aspect for my career. So it was kind of like the added bonus of, like you know, the career aspect is there, but it also sees the bigger connection to the world. And it's a very like rewarding experience when you get to go abroad and see how other people are living and you realize that for someone in Panama, the trip to just going to a bank is yeah. completely different than my trip downstairs to CIBC. Yeah. And when you start realizing like how would life be different if I didn't have these institutions to help me get my loans or get my OSAP or you know, pay off my bills or get a visa, what would you do? And then it started making me realize like, man, we're onto something bigger here. Yeah. And I don't know, I haven't been able to look back since. Yeah.
0: So you're just gonna keep going with it, just like nonstop, you're gonna keep rolling, sticking with GVB for what, the rest of your life? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah.
2: Boy, well, that's. We've
1: been able to pioneer a movement, which has been awesome. Yeah. So um, after starting the chapter, so I think we were one of the first chapters in Ontario in terms yeah. of business brigades, when we first started out. And since then, uh, I've worked with like the presidents of Laurier, McMaster, and UFD to start the business chapters there as well. And so we're seeing this business brigade, especially in Canada, moving like, you know, east coast to coast and also growing a lot. And kind of the goal is that like to have someone take over after I go, because I think that's really in the nature of the organization where you're trusting students with that leadership, and it's based on passion. So if you want to do this and this is something you care about, you have the opportunity to yep. do it. So I think that's really the it is.
0: So now how I found out about uh, GBB, I met Amir in a different thing, but eventually another event of theirs came up, and this is how I got on their trail. I was like, oh, I have to interview them. They have an event coming up, and this is why I should be on it. So, now we're going to have Joyce, who is another one of our guests. Uh, she can't be with us right now, but we're going to have her speaking, and...
3: So with Vision Possible, what we really wanted to do was create an event in which we could entice both individuals who are interested in business as well as individuals who are interested in international development. So we created an event which is a case competition which would bring both of these sides together and replicate what it would be like if we went on a trip together to Honduras this summer to business consult. So the case that we've built is basically upon a different company that we've experienced before and we've worked with them before and we wanted to bring this company into light and shed some light on the problems that they faced previously how they overcame these problems, and what their current impact on society is. So we've built this case and we want individuals to come in, work on this case, provide new recommendations for the company, help this company to grow, and hopefully we can use the solutions that these attendees come up with and then future implement them with the company. So our competition is going to be on March 24th. It'll be a short day, it'll be held at RCH, and essentially a lot of attendees will come in, they'll compete in teams of four, three, two, or one. You can register at our website at missionpossible.ticketfy.com And Ticketfi is spelled with one at the end. When you come in to compete, the winning team can win over $100 in prizes. And along with this event, we also realized that a lot of individuals want to come to our event and want to participate in our trip to Honduras, but they're not always able to financially afford our trip. So we wanted to provide two scholarships for arts faculty students. So the top two students will win an $860 scholarship each to cover the brigade's fee to come on the trip with us. And that's presented by the Waterloo Arts Student Union. So if you're interested in both business and international development, please make sure that you come up to our event this March 24th.
0: Now we're like perfectly good to go. Guaranteed right now. Got to start got to start again. And yeah, so what is Global Business Brigades to you?
1: So to me, Global Business Brigades is essentially a manifestation of what I wanted to achieve both locally and globally. Because one thing that I notice is that you know we're learning a lot of these skills we're learning a lot of knowledge, we're getting a lot of this information, whether it's class, whether it's the startups on campus, the environment, or even just the news that we see of what's going around in the ecosystems around us. And you find that there's no way for us to get involved. And we find that a lot of the solutions that we're actually working towards are the solutions and the problems of you know the more well-off uh, you know, individuals in society. And a lot of those individuals are working and they're living, and you know they're going through their day-to-day life without a lot of the infrastructures and all the resources that we have, live completely different lives. And we don't even hear about them in the news as actively, or even in our courses to bring awareness for us of like, hey, like what's going on in you know middle of Africa? What's going on in South America? What's going on in Asia? Like, do we are we as students really educated to that sense? And are we really doing something to be a global citizen? You know, to make an impact globally. So for me, Global Brigades really became this opportunity to get involved, both locally and globally. So helping those businesses, those communities abroad with the you know business consulting that we do, helping set up the community banks, or even if it's the financial literacy workshops that we host, but also helping locally. So helping my fellow you now colleagues at school, and now they're my friends. A lot of the exec members are friends, so I think it's hard to call them colleagues at this point. And really just giving them opportunities to shine, to really really show their skills and what they're passionate about and their creativity. And make a platform so that not only can we thrive, and you know, finding students to help those countries and helping those businesses abroad. But let's find a way for us to you know, make our resumes better, get the skills that we need that align with our career goals. So in a nutshell, Global Brigades is really what I'm trying to do, to both act locally and globally, right, but having real impact. Right? not just We're not going to go abroad and take a couple pictures and look nice and be like, hey, I help people, look at me, I'm an awesome citizen. I'm no, playing soccer. No. Basically. Right? And some things that you might see in other volunteer trips. No, We're there to do work. We're here to provide solutions. And the cool thing is we actually mimic the consulting process you might find in big companies here. So your experience when you're participating in trips like this, and you're going abroad and you're consulting these businesses is very much similar to the consulting process that happens here in big companies. So... That's really, for me, what Global Brigades is. It's just an opportunity to you know make a real impact that actually makes a difference in people's lives, but also see what that impact can do years down the line. So that it's not just, hey, I'm going to do one week trip here. We're going to be helping these guys, and that's it. We're going to leave it right there. No, we're going to keep working towards that and building on that as well. So.
0: Guy, you mentioned a while ago a big thing about your first trip and how that getting really involved helped your student life and it kind of like inspired you to go do more things. For our uh, viewers out there who are not part of GBB yet, but are kind of getting more interested in it now and like, wow, Amir is passionate about it and everybody else is passionate about it. You had an entire team here a while ago who just wanted to be on the show. What kind of things could you share from your experiences to those who are going to be into it? In the future,
2: um, I guess right off the bat one of the main things that I found so great about my experience with GBB um, and especially even on trip rather than on campus but it, it really plays to both sides of the spectrum um, is that you know with with this sort of meaningful on the ground type of work like Amir was saying it's not just taking pictures with the kids and then going back home and forgetting about it and, and having it as a, a story you tell at dinner. Um, I'm I'm in Did environmental you know, resource sustainability. Study, I didn't, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is more something that like you can actually have as an experience rather than you know something to just remember. Like, it's not like shapes you rather yeah. than you know shapes you one week of your summer. Um, yeah, I'm in environmental resource sustainability and very interested in looking at um, different ways to. Foster much needed development all over, you know, in Canada and in, in across the world, in the global south. Um, we're at an age where AI and big data and all of that, like, makes it seem as though we're already living in the future, the future is now, and meanwhile, like, there are countries party. that are not there, right? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I was all, I've always been kind of interested in trying to take part in a volunteer trip. Um, but for the most part, especially back when I was kind of looking at it that summer that I went on the first business brigade, um, I kind of realized that for the most part, it's very expensive to go on even like a week long trip, um, and it's very very difficult, if not pretty much impossible, to find uh, you know a different platform that actually gives you such a like real life experience and such a meaningful um, experience. Yeah. I was saying earlier, you know, the whole week, I was really just like in awe of of what we were actually doing. I couldn't believe it, um, especially because I kind of joined on a little bit late in the summer. I just saw a Facebook post and and saw that they were looking for one more volunteer. Um, I wasn't actually able to come to any of the info sessions during the year. I didn't really know about it until then. Um, And it was such a surprise to me that we were able to actually go down you know, work the whole day pretty much, and it's, a, you know, you're, there's time to uh, joke around and there was a lot of bonding time, but for the most part, you're really there to consult these organizations, you're there to ensure that their level of financial literacy is improved or sufficient or, you know, adequate. Um, a big part of it that I was super interested in was uh, how Global Brigades helps these communities get set up with a community bank or, or cooperative structure. Um, And I found that, you know, being in in environment and resource sustainability, one of my bigger interests as as well is sort of how finance and the global economic system sort of like without getting really mad, I just feel as though a lot of the capital that is being, you know, grown in, uh, in such a industrial world doesn't really go to places where it's really needed. And I thought that that community banking sort of grassroots model or approach was just such a, a wild success. Um,
0: you mentioned that like it ties into schoolwork. For people out there who are kind of worried that like, oh, will this interfere with my schoolwork? Maybe there's something too much about it. What can you say? Like, how does it, how has it contributed to your schoolwork, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing to say is like the trips, one thing to try to make sure when we're organizing the trip is that it doesn't actually conflict with any of the school dates or co-op dates. So if you are looking to go abroad, it doesn't actually take away from your studies or the time that you need to study or even just time you need to move in sometimes for the new semester, right? Last Mm -hmm. week of August, guys. That's when it is. Yeah. And to answer your question, of how does it reinforce what I've learned in school? So being in science and business. I've had the opportunity to do a lot of cases. I've had the opportunity to do a lot of business presentations, business analysis, but also looking at a lot of the biological side of things as well. So whether it's ecology or microbiology, something that I'm a little bit more interested in. And you realize is that we have all this information. Like I go to my accounting classes. I go to my HRM classes. I go to like introduction to business in North America, entrepreneurship, strategy, like you name it. We've gone through all sorts of courses to teach us some of the different spectrums of business, but that's where the knowledge stays. For that midterm, for that term, we so get the that little bubble. Right? And then we don't teach someone else. We don't do something with that knowledge. And I think consulting is what really allows you to take knowledge that you have, become an expert on it, but then also advise other people of how to use the knowledge that you have and give them insights to how they can improve things. And that's one aspect I like about consulting, you know, the problem-solving aspect. So being able to actually take some of the stuff I learned in, you know, my classes and realize that when you go abroad, A lot of other people don't have access to that education. You know, when I go to my accounting course and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to learn about balance sheets and I don't want to balance this and I don't want to do an income statement, you realize there's businesses across the world that would love to To be able to be in that lecture for one week, not even the whole, just a week, to be like, that's how I do it. Get that access to education. Because without that access to education, there's only so far that you can go. And I think one of the cool um, expressions that we have, we mentioned this before, for Lower Brigades was that when we're going abroad, we're working with these businesses and entrepreneurs, we're teaching them how to fish. We're not just going to go there to give them a fish, to just feed them for one day. We're teaching them how to fish so they could feed themselves and their communities for lifetimes. And that that trend starts continuing to the other generations. And then that's where you start getting a very bottom up, you know, development approach where I think is very unique, where sometimes we're trying like a top down where you get people that don't really live in those countries coming in and like, this is what you should do. This is how things should be, which is sometimes contrary to the point where like we don't live there. How do we know what the right, you know, what is the right solution to implement? And so being able to actually go abroad and understand that like sometimes even the education that I take here, I take it for granted. I complain about going to class, and I complain about the lecture that I don't want to go to because it's a little snowy or cold outside. It's hard, I understand. We have a lot of things to do. That's 100% given. But then when you go around, and you realize like there's people that would really, really benefit from this, yeah. and that they never even have the opportunity.
0: And they would work hard and they would do anything to get into that class and learn all
1: this and they're taking away so much yeah because they understand the true nature because it's not something that's accessible to them on such a routine basis Mm -hmm. where for us it's become this notion that it's like this is how things are you just you know finish high school go get a job you do an apprenticeship or you go university and then that's the route you take and when you don't have those opportunities you realize you're in a whole different blogging and really what Global Brigades does and the work that we do allows us to take a lot of the knowledge that we have here, help those guys by giving them a an, like, an knowledge transfer just to level the playing field so that they have just equal opportunity as we do. And as a cool thing that we talked about, I think, during one of the brigades was that like it's life is really a social lottery. you know. And when you start thinking about it, it's like if you take any ch- child, family, business in that environment, put them in Toronto, put them in Kitchener-Waterloo, Suddenly, they can have a whole new opportunity system and landscape of what they can achieve and what they can do. And otherwise, it would not be available. So you find that a lot of the opportunities and things that we are able to achieve is very much rooted in our environments and what we're around and who we're around. And then it starts making you think like, holy shit, like there's a bigger reason why I'm coming to school. Yeah. And you know, maybe this course is not going to help me today. But it's adding purpose to something even bigger. Right. Yeah. And like, you never know when the knowledge comes into handy, right? Like you're in the middle of South America and you're helping this, for example, ecotourism farm. And then you remember this one thing in my botany course about like something that I learned about plants? And you just make them one little suggestion and you realize, like, wow, that weird slide that I memorized like four years ago did come in handy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was actually some value to this. or My teacher wasn't so crazy stressing this point to me. So I think in a nutshell, it's how to actually apply this and make an impact. And I think that's something we don't usually get to do.
0: You mentioned that uh, it's kind of expensive to go abroad and to go on these kinds of trips and Mission Possible, one of your upcoming events, is actually a way that students can participate, compete to achieve these things. And now that they know that this is such an amazing event, could you tell them more about what they should expect at Mission Mission Possible? I keep thinking Mission Impossible. What should they expect? Admission possible? How should they prepare? Why should they participate? And what are the kinds of things they should expect to bring into the event and get out of the
1: event? Oh, that's, that's a great question. The case comp really is gonna give you an understanding of like a different way of consulting, right? Because a lot of the case competitions that I've you know traditionally gone to are focusing on you know businesses and issues for businesses that are really well well established. They're making a lot of money. Like guys said, they have a lot of resources available. However, it's much harder, and it requires a lot more creativity, and you know, really complex you know, thinking to realize like, well, what do we do about this business that suddenly doesn't have all these infrastructure and resources available? There are these extra hurdles that you have to Way get through, more than like
0: be creative, and be like taking your knowledge from in class and you're not just using it. You're not just putting it in there. You're you're taking your creativity, applying it, evolving it exactly. into this situation that, you know, your prof would have never talked about. Maybe your prof doesn't have that exact experience. And then you're bringing in these experts who know and have been in that situation. You mentioned a while ago, I like this, that you did DECA in the past. And it's not exactly the same, is it?
2: I mean, I thought it was a great learning experience, but... Uh, one of the issues and one of the like clear differences that I saw between DECA and, and what I expect the Mission Possible to be like is that it was really hard for me to personally connect with these cases of like what might a mid-sized sports retailer business based in Ontario do uh, to expand growth or their digital marketing or you know all these sorts of cases like are you know things that are definitely real-life cases are not super uncommon and it's you know there's a decent chance that I'm going to be seeing those types of cases in real life in, in, uh, in a couple decades but I really found that these sort of cases in, in Panama and and um, you know the cases that and situations and circumstances that are the enterprises within our partner communities actually have to face um, I guess it's weird that I can connect with that a bit more because I do live in in Waterloo and in Richmond Hill, but... Like,
0: um, things like their world yeah. problems, they're everybody problems, yeah. you know? They're, yeah. they're here and they're now. It's not like 12 years from now you're going to be using that case study experience. It's like, okay, I just went through this case competition, Mission Possible, this year. Right. And, oh, great, I got into the scholarship. I got that award that they're giving me. And, oh, maybe I didn't get the award, but maybe I'm interested because they spurred me on this. Excellent. A few months from now, you're not just going to be like... Oh, I'm applying class lessons. I went through a case competition. And you're applying that yeah. literally four months after in an entire week long program where you're like giving people um, this value. And you're also gaining it's not just you're giving people things it's not a volunteering thing where it's just like oh yeah I'm giving you something exactly. they're teaching you something too they're teaching you something about yourself that you wouldn't have known that's, that's right a really
1: great point there yeah I remember on my first brigade I definitely noticed something that I didn't know about myself yeah. but like you said to your point so this case comp really gives you an opportunity to tackle a real world issue so it's not like the same case comps about businesses that have already been established it's a new type of in competition a new type of environment which you have to problem solve so i think that sense is very unique so it's going to really push your problem solving capabilities and also really test how good are you at problem solving given the obstacles and like you said the hurdles that are present and uh, i think maybe this is a little bit going back but you said that what are some advice perhaps that you might have for someone coming to this case comp or what are some things that people should you know keep in mind And I think in terms of advice, I would have four. um, Four advice. The first one would actually be more or less with your presentation, and the other three with how you approach your case and the problem solving. And the first one would be really to, when you're presenting, make it very conversational. You know, it's okay to make a mistake, it's okay to stutter a little bit, but really stick to your point. And not to try to make it sound so scripted
0: and care about it and yeah. care about
1: it like if you don't care and you don't really are not connected to you what you're presenting and you're not emotionally attached that comes off in your words mm-hmm. people can tell when you're just saying words for the sake of saying it or if you're saying it to get a meaning or a message across yeah. so that would be my first advice the last three advice the last three pieces would really focus on when you're working on your case on the problem so the first one would be to be married to your problem yeah and really focus on figuring out the right problem and not the right solution. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds very contradictory, but the more you think about the problem and you start analyzing the problem from how it affects every single stakeholder.
0: Empathizing. Empathizing, yes. mm-hmm. that is huge,
1: exactly. You're able to kind of see like, well, you know what? My solution kinda of fixes my view looking in. But you know, the person that I'm trying to build the solution they have a completely different perspective exactly they have different uses like maybe it doesn't even fit their like lifestyle or their Mm -hmm. behaviors and we're suddenly asking people to just change their entire behavior set just because of our solution yeah so you really focus on the problem and try to figure out what is the problem that i'm trying to do and the third one would be to have a structured problem solving like framework Mm -hmm. you know to start really going step by step going from the core to the outside and whenever you find yourself digressing focusing a little bit too much on the superficial problems to remind yourself to come back. Yeah. What is the core issue? What is the bigger you know reason for this occurrence or this circumstance or this situation that we're in that we're trying to resolve? Mm-hmm. What's the bigger picture look like? And last but not least would be to really focus on how you want to like really present your solution like is your solution sustainable is it feasible is it scalable these are buzzwords that we
0: hear a lot but, but it really, really matters it matters here now more than anything because exactly. you're not thinking of a business that's going to have a million dollars someday hopefully but maybe fingers, it's, crossed. It's, you know, fingers crossed it's like you're hoping but you have to think of an idea that in a third world country think, remember this third world country where somebody would make a thousand dollars a year not a thousand dollars a month you know these are these are countries that scalability is life or death for them. It's not just like the end of a business or the beginning of a business. It's like no, this could be me living for the next month or who knows if I have food on the table, right? I
1: think yeah, that's actually a very real way to put it. Yeah, because, you know, like like you said people's lives depend on it. And I think that's what makes our work even more important. Because when you're going for that one week, you're working with your client, they look for us for a lot of guidance and a lot of information. And they take the stuff that we say seriously, Yeah, and our consultations and our recommendations to the point that they're actually implementing it. And they're looking to, for us for that little bit of guidance from like an outsider coming in, yeah. but we, that's not the type of relationship we start off with. Like top down, we're gonna tell you, no, no. It's
2: more like, just let us listen.
1: Let us just kind of analyze what are the gaps in how you're doing things.
2: Yeah? yeah, I mean, one of the, like I said, I was kind of in awe about what we were even doing on that trip in 2016. And one of the really great things that I found was that we were sort of coached into um, really caring a lot about the problem. Uh, I said this quote in the last take. Um, again, I'm not sure if it's Albert Einstein who said it, but uh, it's kind of an infamous quote, and, and it's someone who said that, Um, If they're given an hour to find a solution to a problem, they would spend 50 to 55 minutes actually thinking about the problem, and then five minutes on the solution. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a quote I learned in in my time at Greenhouse this semester, which is an incubator for social impact enterprises. Um, and yeah, a big shout out to Greenhouse. They've been yeah. definitely
1: supporting us since day one. They've
0: been supporting us too at Starter Hacks. So, you know what, Greenhouse, you're really
2: on it. Appreciate your help. Good, good, good group of people, for yeah. sure. Um, I think Tanya's leadership has been huge there. Oh,
1: yeah. Like, she definitely takes some time to help. Like, you know, when we first started out, even if she's like, yo, well, you know what, I don't know how I can help you directly, but I know someone who can help. And I think it's that approach of hers where she's always willing to help and she always takes the time to listen. When so many people have engaged with that environment but also have been able to flourish out of it because in terms of the support that she's provided, we've actually been able to go a long way in terms of how we've grown this organization. Okay.
0: So this is now off the cuff, unscripted. We're just going to keep going and keep our shoot on. We got kicked out, but you know what? Nothing, s- nothing stops the What's Up Waterloo train. Let's keep going. So... You mentioned that it's pretty expensive to go on the trip, and we talked about all of these opportunities that you can get through Mission Possible, and how big has Math uh, Endowment Fund and all these different like scholarship opportunities for the students been, like, can yeah. you talk more about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely, so I think that's been huge in terms of being able to secure sponsorships to make the trip more financially feasible for a lot of students. Like you said, like this is a great opportunity to build your resume, build yourself, and at the same time, make an impact abroad. But you know, we understand there is financial, you know, obligations and financial stuff that we don't. As students, we don't always have that much money, and the costs are not outrageous. But it's the sense that we wanted to support our students, and we got creative. We started thinking about our sponsorship, like how could we do this, and we realized that there's a lot of support from you know existing organizations on campus, whether it's the Math Endowment Fund or the Art Student Society, where they provide a lot of resources, like financial resources, for students that really want to make a difference. So we made a pitch to Math Endowment fund last semester saying that like, hey, we get two math students on every trip. So why not let's sponsor them abroad? and you guys could be the ones providing that scholarship. We can provide that opportunity for two distinct math undergraduates to get this very unique first one. so this is like the inauguratory like uh, scholarship being handed out. so they can actually have an opportunity to go abroad fully funded by the Math Endowment Fund and they can actually be able to really develop themselves, develop their leadership skills, and really become a champion of what we're trying to achieve on campus. So that has been one, one avenue that we've taken, and similarly, this semester, we're like, let's do the same thing for art students, right? Because we have a lot of people from arts, yeah. and I should mention that our trip is not restricted to anybody. So, like, you can come whether you're in engineering, you're in applied health studies, or science and business, arts, you name it, you know, global business, digital arts, you name it, everybody is welcome. We've actually had a lot of GBD Day students Ooh. on the uh, trips nice. as well.
2: Yeah, Remember Seoul when she was on the first one? Yeah, yeah she was awesome. And um, Yo, those were our first graphics, Yeah, mm-hmm. first promotional materials were so sweet. Nice. Of
1: that. So we really run on student effort. And so to keep that going, we presented the same similar pitch to Art Student Union. And they were very much on board with what we're trying to do. And they were willing to support art students, which was really awesome to hear. And so we, but we packaged it not like a scholarship, but like a case competition. So that the prize for that case competition is the opportunity to go abroad and not only mimic the case experience that you had here, but actually do that in an actual business abroad. So that you kind of get a similar experience, both locally, and again, to, your, to the previous point, we had globally as well. And these scholarships are fully funded, so you can literally come on the trip for free, and not to mention it has a lot of professional value as well. so. That's way really we've been trying to reduce the cost and as well as partnerships with different organizations, fundraising, bottle drives, bake sales, you name it. We we find a way to fundraise money.
0: So a big part of GBB is that you actually go out, go out and do things, get your hands dirty. What's that like? What's what can people ex- expect coming into the actual scenario and the actual like environment of things? Absolutely.
2: Um, you know, what they can expect very different sort of experience from the, the regular club experience um, I was like I was saying earlier I was really surprised about how much we could actually get done how much we've accomplished and and how much like you know responsibility we actually are afforded on this trip um, it kind of plays both ways as well being how on campus you know where we're suddenly put in charge of actually proposing uh, Grant requests to to different sorts of local businesses and organizations, um, you know, partnerships and and just different sorts of cl- uh, cross coll- club collaboration opportunities on campus. Um, with with global brigades, we really put in the driving wheel, you know, put in the driving seat. I guess from my
1: perspective, just being the leader of this organization for the past couple of years, one of the things that I try to mimic is the same model we have abroad, where yeah. we're helping you know the business entrepreneurs get to the next step. I find like it's kind of my responsibility here, you know, as someone who's had the luck and the opportunity to be able to start this chapter to really pass this along and help you know other students, other friends, really progress their ideas and their goals as well. So, like Guy mentioned, like, I really believe in being able to you know, empower students. But I also believe that as students, we have a lot of great potential. Yeah. You know, we sometimes sell ourselves short in terms of what we know and what we can do and can't know. That's
0: true. I was going to talk about this a while ago. Just sorry to cut you. But yeah, I you. was thinking, you're, you could be a first year. You could be a second year. And um, he mentioned a while ago that you know, you're providing value to all of these people out there. Think about that. You're a first year. But you're providing value to somebody who's maybe twenty years older than you, thirty years older than you, because they want to learn from you. There are things that you know that so many people don't know,
1: right? Absolutely, yeah. And like we take that for granted, and sometimes maybe that's why we feel so helpless when people think about big, you know, global issues and like, what, what can I do to help? Yeah. And I find avenues like this is a great way to get involved both locally and also globally. So a lot of the work that we do has that global impact. A lot of what we have achieved on campus has been done by student initiatives, right? So Guy actually when he was on the first team, he's part of like the first founding team. He was a part of the sponsorship team and he was leading that. And he actually worked out a cool sponsorship with Go Global Expo, which is one of the biggest, you know, international like, you know, go study abroad, work abroad, intern abroad kind of expo, where like organizations from all over the world come to showcase at this event. And he was able to work out a cool sponsorship, like, you know, doing a salesman thing, he's great at it. And he worked out a cool sponsorship where they gave us almost like a, I think two three thousand dollar booth, just not for free because we helped a lot with marketing. We were able to also include other chapters, like Global Brigade chapters in Ontario as well. However, it's all student impact. Yeah. Since he started that initiative, we've gone annually to Google Global Expo. Ooh. So one little conversation there has turned into an annual event for the organization. And if you look back in terms of all of our achievements, all of the events that we've had in the past, they're all run as student initiatives. And we wouldn't be here today, personally speaking, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for all the great teams that I have. And I think you just gotta keep it going, right? So we try to mimic that. We try to give you responsibility, you're part of the team. We treat you as like a full-time person. And you have actually the opportunity to put your input into the role where sometimes you're not given that opportunity on campus where it's like, no, you just fit this role and do this what we need. You don't get to really test the waters too much and we actually like to you know test stuff and fail here so you know making a mistake is actually encouraged because that's one of the ways that we learn faster
0: now that you've hyped up Gvv you've hyped up Mission Possible what kind of things can they do to get involved how can they get into the team how can they sign up when is everything tell me about that
1: yeah absolutely so if you're looking to get involved in the executive team, we have applications in this September, so for the fall term, and in the winter term, it's in January. And there are ruling applications depending on the positions that are open, so you have anywhere from marketing to sponsorships to event management to operations, you name it. We need help in all aspects, and we're definitely looking for that sort of support from the community. And in terms of going abroad, so we're going abroad August 25th to the 31st, this um, August in 2018 and it doesn't conflict with any school dates or co-op dates and the deadline to sign up is actually the end of this month for the trip so if you are looking to go abroad this summer give us a shout email us message us on facebook whatever way possible we'll get back to you we try to organize a schedule in terms of getting you involved and yeah i think end of the month would be a reasonable timeline for that yeah.
0: so whatever your skill set whatever your interests, GBB has something for you. Whether it be in their case competition event coming up, Mission Possible, or whether it be on their exec team or their organizing team or any of the teams, you name it. They have things that you can contribute to and they have things that you can really achieve. You can really do a lot of things with GBB and I really appreciate you guys for coming on to the show. Thank you Thanks for, for being time. here. This is an interesting thing. We, just to recap, we've, had so many technical issues, we've been kicked out of the room, people had to leave, and just having their team come on and really be such nice people about it, these guys are where it's at. And if you want to get involved, I really suggest that you get involved. Facebook.com slash You can find them on Instagram as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know what? Stay tuned. What's up, stay you, what's up, Waterloo? <laughs> oh, yeah, that,
1: what's up, Waterloo?
3: Okay, that's where it's com at. Com so, com I like to
1: Yeah, I'd like to thank, actually, Khalil. Thank you for inviting us yeah. and giving us even this opportunity to just, you know, just tell her, share a story, what we're about, what we're trying to do. I really love what you're doing, so just please keep it up because I would love to keep watching those vlogs, yeah.
0: So, in that case, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Like, comment, subscribe if you have anything that you want me to check out. Comment down below, and in that case, I guess it's time to end it. There's always something happening
1: in Waterloo.